This is Caesar Walker, the cool, the calm, the collected one, and I'm joined by Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. <laughs> the the horns, and there are those people been waiting on us for six, seven days. They're crazy about us, Walker. I don't even know how to explain it. We are back. And we want to thank everyone for listening. We want to salute our Apple listeners. Um, please subscribe. Please rate. Please comment and leave reviews and let us know that you rock with us. If you're a SoundCloud listener, we would like for you to follow us and leave comments on those episodes that you are particularly enjoying the most. Also, you can follow us on Spotify and if you can't keep up with all that information, there is a website that we have that consists of all of our platforms. Gatry, what's the website? It is thetippingpoint.com. That's T-H-A, tippingpoint.com. Let's get the show started. And there goes our fans again. Excited about episode, what, 52? 52, 52 Walker. We're here. You know Ray Lewis wore 52? Yeah. You know, how, you know how he was. That's how I'm feeling on this recording, dude. Murderous? Oh, he... No. What? No, murderous? I don't know. How are you feeling? <laughs> Ray got, Lewis never murdered anyone. Allegedly. No. No, 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 no. Relax. He got off? Re- yeah, well, he got off, but he never murdered anyone. Okay. Dude, That's a difference. What is, what is up with you? What do you mean? What's up with me? <laughs> I didn't know when you say Ray Lewis. Ray I Lewis did. listens to this podcast, dude. You need to chill. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he might. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Shout out to Ray Lewis out there. <laughs> yeah. Walker. Dude, dude a, a female on social media referred to him as Stabby McStabberson. One no. Time. You can't do stuff like this. This what? guy's a legend. Yes, he is. What do you mean? This guy's got two rings. Okay. He does. I don't disagree with that. What do you mean? Walker, just, just say what you got to say. Ray Lewis wears the number, and what are you going with it? What, what else? <laughs> I'm feeling like Ray Lewis right now. Why are you feeling? Because Ray Lewis Like is, you're coming out the tunnel, and yeah, you're like turned up. Yeah, I'll do my little dance or whatever, smell of the grass. Let's go. He smelled the grass? Yeah, he, he picked up a little bit of grass, smelled it, and threw it. Then he did his little, ugh, ah, ugh. He, he sounded just like that in each move. <laughs> you, should, you should listen to his mic'd up stuff. That's exactly how he sounds. <laughs> Yuck. Um, anyway, Walker, how are you, man? I'm not doing nearly as well as you are, what dude. You hold on, I'm about, to, I'm about to blast you right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So for our listeners, uh, if you listen to our last episode, Happy Classic, uh, you know that uh, the Match City Classic, Happy is, Classic, it's a big deal in our city of Birmingham. A so big um, deal. Your your favorite co-host, uh, not mine. There's uh, <laughs> only two of us. So right. who's, who's that leave? <laughs> you are so vain. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, listeners, your favorite co-host, uh, my guy, Caesar Walker, was out in these streets in the classic to the tune of doing something he never does. What? Dude, you posted on your stories on IG. <laughs> I was losing my mind this morning. I posted before, but it's tune farming. This is your home. third post of the past two years. Sorry. <laughs> Trust me, I went back and scrolled. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> you, did, you, you did reconnaissance? Yes. <laughs> But I was so excited. I was like, my boy Walker's in these streets. Let me call you out because I told you I was going to call you out. Okay. So listen, dude, I saw I saw your passes, dude. You didn't just go to the classic. You were in the suite and everything, Walker. I mean, come on, start on him a little bit here, guy. Let's, yeah, you know, 
God is good, man. I, I don't know what to tell you. Jesus King. <laughs> oh my goodness. And y'all no. know, y'all know we're gonna talk about that later. So uh. listen, no, it, it was a good time, man. And and I'm very grateful that I'm didn't come in here horse and you have to carry this podcast because I did a lot of yelling. Really? I mean, it's just loud. I mean, you you're talking to people, you're trying to they can hear you two changes performing. Yeah. Dude, I didn't ri- I didn't drive. Like I met up with friends and rode in, so I'm at their mercy. So sure. wherever they wanted to go, that's where I went. So tell us more about the limousine ride over there. I mean, did they have cool beverages or <laughs> Um, they had been sitting a while, so they wasn't quite as cold. The motorcade was lit. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so you know, Shaq didn't make it, so we just they, we, they just let loan it to us. Did Shaq really not make it? His sister passed. Oh, his sister passed. Condolences, dang, condolences seriously. to Shaq and his family on that. Oh man! But yeah, he was supposed to be the grand marshal for That's the whole right. classic weekend, and so that happened. I think Thursday, Friday, yeah. Thursday ish, and so so you had to fill in. Yeah, no, not the <laughs> not the not the parade. Just just we ended up getting his motorcade. That's all. Okay, not bad, not bad. And as these are all just jokes, this is entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, no, it, we had a good time. Though. Yeah, dude. And, so- and and I ran into a friend of the show, Rashida Leroy. Ah, yes. yes so I ran yes. into her because LRY, they were actually doing the event for Teach he- Change. They were heavy. Yeah, yeah. Heavy out there, dude. So, yeah. Shout out to her, man, and yeah. her group. So cool, I had a good, I had a, I had a, if it wasn't for that, I would not have gone because the rain was. Just had all intentions of trying to weed out as many committed people as possible. That's so crazy because it wasn't a lot of people in the stadiums as compared to previous, for obvious reasons, right. raining and coming down. Right. So, and culturally, we, we don't come out in the rain. No, yeah. at least not in our, or not for any reason, really. But okay, yeah, but yeah. no, it still a lot of people out and about, and, and we had a good time. Nice. Okay. Well, man, I, uh, not happy. I'm happy glad classic. you had a good time. Yeah, happy classic to you, man. Yeah. Um, man. So, uh, enough about you. Man, thanks for asking how I've been doing, man. I mean, Walker, that's so considerate of you. (laughs) I mean, my goodness, man. Like, they don't make them like you anymore, Walker. I know, right? (laughs) Now, how have you been, sir? Walker, I've been well. You got a text for me with a picture on Friday night. Had a random date night with the wifey, man. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So, and, um, and, and where you are in life, that is a big. Oh, Walker, deal. I was about to tell on the mountaintop. Who had the princess? Uh, my mom. My mom. Your mom. Yeah, yeah. And and um, and my mom's definitely gonna listen to this one because of our guest. But thanks, um, mom. <laughs> my mom is ready to cook for you and your wife. Not necessarily me, but um. So you don't have to be there. Well, I don't have to. I, I know my mom. She probably does not want me there. So okay. me either. <laughs> Just kidding, mom. She she, she always asks about you, man. So um, I'm going to be more intentional about setting up something with you and your wife to come over, have my mom cook. This is her love language. So, you know, um, but anyway, no, mom came through, kept the boys. Dude, check this out, man. We saw Black and Blue. Tell me about this movie. Walker, I'm going to be honest with you. This movie was way better than I thought. And I'm talking to my wife after the fact, and I'm like, am I just excited that we had a date night, or was the movie really good? She was like, I really thought the movie was good. Now, my wife, as I've said How before- How low did you have the bar? Because sometimes this can be tricky. That, yeah. I've, I've set a bar really low for a movie, yeah. just to prepare myself, 
not so much to psych myself out. I'm really bracing for the impact of it not being good. Right, right, and that's how I was, especially because okay. because I didn't I didn't really know much, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're seeing black and blue, and you you know my immediate thought was, really? might as well see Alice Cross. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, you know, hey, hey. This is date night. We could we could go see whatever. Let's just go have a good time or whatever. So I really want to see Joker. To be honest with you, be personal, be really fleshly. I want to see Joker. But anyway, um, that's not really a date movie though. No, that's that's like a comic head movie or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, you're um, not that either though. No, but I've I've read good things about how how uh, Joaquin Phoenix did. I already killed film. it. Yeah, yeah, I already killed it. Several people saying that. So, but no, man, um, this movie surprised me. It was really good, Walker. I would even say I wouldn't. Since you and your wife do go to the movies because y'all are cool and y'all are dink life in it, I don't know if I would say go to the the new Lux movie theater and spend <laughs> the amount of money we spent on this movie. But if it comes to like dollar movie whatever, I think you I think you should go and see it. It was re- it was good. It wasn't really good, but it was good. I was expecting it to be trash, mm. but this is one of those that had those twists and turns that my wife, who can really figure out a movie in the opening credits, she was even like, "Oh goodness, she, she was leaning guessing. over." Yeah, she was like, "Well, oh this, is, oh well, that didn't happen because I thought this." And I'm leaning over talking to her like, "Oh, but did you see this?" And the, you know, so it kept us involved. And I, I'm notorious for on Friday night uh, movies for falling asleep. And dude, the movie theater we went to had these leather seats that reclined and all that stuff. And I was smart enough not to recline it because I knew I'd be out. But um, I stayed awake to the whole movie and uh, it kept my interest uh, through the entire film. So Black um, and blue, right? It gets a GAT recommendation for sure. You don't have to go upper echelon to go see it, but just go see it. Gotcha. I, I say I say that much. So yeah. Okay. Well, we had a good time though, man. Had a real good time. Congrats. Cool. I'm happy for you, man. Thanks, no, Walker. I know those are, I know, I'm glad y'all had a good time. All, all went well. Yes. Um, what? You know, that's all you did this weekend? Pretty much back in parent mode. Oh, did you, you had to go out of town too yesterday, right? We thought we did, man. We were supposed to go to Huntsville for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. My youngest son threw up four times in between our house and Gardendale. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so you know, from from my house to Gardendale, which is north of north of Birmingham. Probably 20, 25 minutes max, right? Gardendale? Nah. Is a little longer than that, you no. think? Okay. Well, um, we looked at the clock after his fourth episode, and we still hadn't gotten past Gardendale, and it had been two and a half hours. <laughs> so wow. needless to say, Huntsville did not happen. Um, okay. But, uh, but probably yeah. for the best, too, because the weather wasn't. Yeah, weather was bad. He was, And it was just like, blah. And I got to give it to my wife. I told her um, after the second time she wanted to bow out, but this is her best friend. You know, this is her best friend's son having a birthday party. Gotcha. And I was like, you know, he, he's all right. He's got an age, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I was like, he just got to get some stuff out. Of his, I don't know what he ate, but I was like, we're gonna go. You know, we're gonna go. And then the, after the third time, she was like, Johnny, sure really? And I was like, yes, we are going steadfast. <laughs> not knowing 20, that. Twenty not minutes later, steadfast means the next one. Right. <laughs> twenty minutes later, I'll be at an exit later. Here he goes again. I was like, all right, babe. All right, whipping this thing back. <laughs> <laughs> so, did he get better? He did, man. Uh, he slept a lot yesterday, thank goodness. And last night, I think he just after you puke that much, you know, you're you're oh yeah, you're no just doubt. drained. So no um, so yeah, he he rested. He was in okay spirits, but he woke up this morning like, okay, look, I'm good. Feed this guy, you know. So, um, but he's better. So no, no, we didn't get to go out of town for real. So okay, anyway. all right, all right. Well, uh, I think that I think we're all caught up. Okay, cool. Hey, Walker. Get I, that was we ought to do this more often. What? Just catch up. <laughs> yeah, we should. 
<laughs> oh, Walker, you know, Walker, you you know, just like our listeners know, man. When we have guests on our show, it just it does something to me because it means I get to take a break from dealing with your foolishness, and uh, we get somebody with some That's sense. That's what on. we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> just I, that just need confirmation. Okay, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Now, what you call my situation, I don't even know, but uh, <laughs> still looking for the word. <laughs> I've got a team, but uh, Walker, we have we have a special guest today, and uh, th- this is another milestone for our podcast. This is our first uh, call in guest. So um, Walker, Walker, and I were talking recently, and um, he asked me. He said, "Are we taking sort of an entrepreneurial approach to the podcast?" And I, and I'd never thought of it that way before. And I was like, I kind of think we are. So in the spirit of that. Um, I've brought an entrepreneur on. Uh, th- am I saying that right? Entrepreneur? Yeah, entrepreneur on. And uh, if you will, Walker, can I introduce this guy? Please, for me okay. and our listeners. Okay. So uh, first off, I'm I'm proud to be this man's cousin, okay? Uh, Walker, you know, you know how they say, you don't get to pick family, but this guy that I have for you, Walker, if I could pick, I'd pick him every time, okay? This, okay. Is, this is my first cousin. So, um... This is this is a highly decorated individual. My 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 cousin is super athletic, dude. He has a banner at his high school <laughs> with his stats on it. Like I'm not joking when I say this. Shout out to Lusher in New Orleans, by the way. Word. But my 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 cousin's got banners, bro. Okay, legend. <laughs> so um, th- this man went on to uh, earn a track scholarship at Mississippi State University, where he competed in uh. Numerous track events and did exceptionally well. Um, he uh, he's recently he graduated in May with a mechanical engineering degree, and um, why he's on our show today is he is proud founder and owner of Reed's Lemonade. So Walker, without any further ado, I give you my cousin Willie Lido Reed. Willie, are you there? What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Let's go. Why am I so pumped, Walker? Hey, Willie, did you like his voice when he introed you? I've never heard that voice before. I don't know if you have. Man, all I'm missing is bright lights and some fog. <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> Willie, Should have been playing the Bulls intro music from back in the day. Yeah, well, we're I just gave you an idea. I just gave you an idea. Willie, cuz, listen, man, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, man, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I appreciate the invitation Absol- very much. I feel special. Absolutely, man. And um, I'm going to give you a chance to plug, but Walker, I- I'm going to go ahead and plug. Yeah, and my family. Yeah, my proud cousin. Absolutely. But man, dude, <laughs> this man on the line right now has got the best lemonade that I've ever tasted. You know I'm a lemonade guy, Okay. So um, Reed's Lemonade, uh, I'm going to I'm going to hand it over to Willie now. Willie, tell us tell us a little bit about the journey to to Reed's Lemonade, how it came to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, to all the listeners, uh, I did participate in the track and field program at Mississippi State University. And with an engineering degree, you don't necessarily get the leniency uh as far as taking classes as you do with other majors. So usually people would still be able to take their full course load in the spring while we were traveling, but I was only able to take 12 hours and still be able to understand what was going on in each class. 
So since I wasn't able to take, you know, 16 or 18 hours in the spring, that pushed my time back from four years to really uh, four and a half to five. Because my last semester, I only did, I think, seven, seven hours, something like that. But anyway, uh, after my four years of eligibility were exhausted, uh, I still had one more year left of school. And I was just sitting in my apartment during summer school wondering what in the world, you know, will I do now? Because track was over and summer school in Starkville, Mississippi is extremely boring. So (laughs) you really just, you know, you just go to school and you come back home. And, you know, the only people that are really there are the other people in summer school. Everybody else is pretty much gone. Mostly athletes. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, what do I do now? And I didn't have experience in selling other things. So I just figured, why not do something that uh, is basically all me? Because, you know, you always hear about these stories of people that self-made, you know, millionaires and stuff like that. But you don't necessarily see it like real time. You always see it at the end. You, you, you don't necessarily see it at the beginning. So I just basically started off uh, as an experiment, seeing if I could actually make something out of nothing. <clears throat> And I had a refund check. I don't know. I think it's like $1,500 or something uh, for the whole summer. And I was supposed to cover, you know, rent, uh, food, and stuff like that. And I just figured, why not start my own business? And it really just started out as a hobby, to be honest. So uh, when I was in college, I didn't necessarily make Kool-Aid. It was a little bit easier to make lemonade or limeade because you can't really make one glass of Kool-Aid but you can make a glass of lemonade quite easily so you know I just figured why not start with a lemonade and uh, somehow some way I don't know what possessed me to do this but I bought an automatic uh, lemon juicer off of like Etsy or something and then I got a case of lemons from the Asian market down the street and I just you know went ham and I think for one, a, a period of days, this is a good thing my roommate had moved out already, but the whole kitchen was filled with like lemon scraps, strawberries, pineapples, sugar was everywhere, you know, water. It was, it was a mess, but I legit wanted to be a student of lemonade. Like if it was a lemonade school, I was definitely, you know, valedictorian. Uh, I was... It's crazy. I was literally going to the library in Mississippi State, staying for like five hours, looking up lemonade recipes, watching videos. Uh, I was looking for books, old cooking books, you know, French, uh, Spanish. I was trying to get my hands on anything that was lemonade related. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So you like lemonade is that's something you enjoy, but you was never were you just was this something that you just wanted to just perfect? Or you would just what 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 led to this extensive research? Like, what was the f- boiling point? Because if you know, if you know, if you got something, you got it. <clears throat> Tipping point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the 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 want to start a business came from me uh, tired of being broke. So I knew I <laughs> wanted to do something. <laughs> yeah. Now, what? Why I chose lemonade to be a hundred percent transparent. I don't know what, you know, told me lemonade instead of any other thing, but 
a very, uh, let's see, a believable story is, and I end up saying this all the time, is it does have an impact, though. Uh, there was a young African-American female that went on Shark Tank, and she proposed her lemonade business, I believe, and I think it's called Busy Bees Lemonade. I might be incorrect, but she ended up signing a multi-million dollar deal with Whole Foods, and, you know, she has her lemonade in various Whole Foods across the country, and I was thinking to myself, well, you know, not knocking her, but my lemonade tastes pretty good, too. (laughs) So, just seeing if you know, I could do the same thing she did. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No problem. Uh, where was I? So you you okay. was in the library looking up like different yeah yeah recipes and different languages and everything, just trying to find the best recipe. Precisely. And I came to the conclusion that you know, obviously, if you have a really good lemonade recipe, you're probably not gonna share the exact or the specifics on the internet so i went into the lab aka the kitchen of my apartment (laughs) and i just started doing ratios so uh a little bit of i'm not gonna say engineering but just like mathematics the way i think i knew i didn't want to do like a tablespoon of this a teaspoon of that cup of this I just did ratios of everything. That way, a ratio is the same regardless if you're doing it by weight, by volume, or anything like that. So I just started doing everything by ratios, and I saw what tastes good. And then after I had a good recipe, I started letting uh, a couple of my teammates try it. And it was like, oh, man, this, this, is, this is really nice. So since they said it was nice, I kept on selling it. And my first customer was actually one of my <clears throat> former teammates. My first three customers were former teammates and everybody was raving about it. And uh, Brianna Smith, she really helped me out. Uh, also a teammate. She bought, I think, six bottles and she drank one and she said, oh my gosh, this is really good. <laughs> and then she decided to take it back to her family reunion <laughs> And she actually resold the bottle she already <laughs> bought and sent me the money. Nice. Yeah. What? So, like, she was really showing support from the beginning. And this is, you know, this is before I had labels. I was just writing the letter of the flavor on the top of the cap. This is grassroots, you know. This is way back when. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, um, but- so, so the, that, that, <clears throat> that essentially was the birth of Reese Lemonade is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, in 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 efforts to to plug you even more, man, there there are tons of lemonade. There's tons of lemonade out there, right? You got Chick Fil A's lemonade. You got mm-hmm. who else? Whatever. You know, what is so special mm-hmm. about Reese? Like, 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 what? Why? Why? Why am I so crazy about it? And why is everybody else so crazy about it? Well, first of all, it's the best lemonade you ever had in your life. <laughs> You have to accept that fact. Okay. Uh, and then after you accept that fact, I can tell you why it is. And it is because uh, I only use three ingredients that freshly squeezed lemon juice, purified water, and pure cane sugar. But I also have different flavor combinations or different fruit flavors, I should say, that you have never heard before uh, being paired with lemonade. So, of course, you have to pretty common strawberry 
maybe blueberry, uh, lemonade, and then, of course, raspberry. But then I also have uh, pineapple, mango, ginger. Uh, I had a strawberry guava, passion fruit. You know, I have all these different flavors. Wow. And since I'm using fresh fruit, the, the, the taste you get is something that you can't really describe. Uh, you know, some people feel like they're actually biting into the fruit when they taste the lemonade. Some people say it makes them feel like they're on vacation or stuff like that. <laughs> but since, you know, you can't be fresh. And I know a lot of other companies they use the concentrate, which isn't necessarily bad. It's just not fresh. So that fresh aspect really plays a large part into uh, why people say it is so good. Okay. Do you think you found your calling with this? I I believe so. I I believe so. I live for the weekend, so I have a, a job from seven to four i teach seven and eight grade science monday through friday but as soon as you know 401 hits on friday i'm going straight in the lemonade uh so through the week i get off of work i go to the kitchen the commercial kitchen where i make it at and i'll just do small tasks so one day i just might squeeze lemons one day i just might label bottles one day i just might cut up fruit and then on that Thursday, if I have time, I'll try to bottle, and usually my family gives me a hand. And then on Friday, it's, you know, whether I have a pop-up shop, a, uh, a football game, uh, Lusher has invited me to a couple of their football games, or just, you know, making deliveries around the city, it's something that, even though it's tiring, I never feel like it's work. Right. So, kind of like this know. podcast for me, Walker. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> that's cool well um well willie i'm gonna ask you this man um just just on entrepreneurship stories that i've studied there there mm -hmm. is there, there's usually always a a point of conflict or a tipping point um mm -hmm. I, I i assess your your situation and your story which is beautiful by the way but i mean coming into this you you know here, here you are this this decorated athlete you go to Mississippi State on scholarship. You're majoring in mechanical engineering. Like, at, me personally, as as I look at this, one of the one of the uh, deliverables from that would have never been eliminate eliminate company manifesting from this. So, and yeah. you know, that's not against what you're doing because what you're doing is absolutely great. But um, and looking at your story, can you speak into like? Any any of those difficult points to where you you yourself even had some self doubt about proceeding on with the lemonade business? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think the first question that gave me serious doubt, and this was just due to somebody's—I don't want to say ignorance, but not understanding how big it could be. They asked me the simple question of, "What are you going to do when it gets cold out and people don't want lemonade anymore?" And I was like, dang, that's, oh, wow, you just might have messed up my whole business plan. And, and you know, and you know, I was thinking, and for a minute there, I was actually worried about what would happen when it got cold. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what temperature it is outside, uh, you still want your favorite beverage. So I've never heard of anybody say, 
man, it's really cold outside. Let me get a warm Coke. <laughs> no, you still drink ice cold Coke, you know? True. I mean, Coca-Cola even, Coca-Cola has a whole Christmas campaign with snow and it's still ice cold, you know? So as long as, I feel like as long as the beverage is good, no matter what season it is, you're still going to want to drink, you know, your beverage. Now, granted, sales might not be as uh, numerous in the colder months, but there still will be sales. And that was one thing that I almost doubted myself, but I was like, nah, bro, my, my, my product's too good. Yeah. Product's too good. And then, and then another thing was I had the opportunity to work on a lemonade related project for my senior design class in engineering. So the professor, his first assignment was to submit your resume. And when he saw my resume, he thought that I was the founder and CEO of a company. And he was like, what in the world? So my professor calls me. Now, when I was in college, my senior year, I'd have class till 12 o'clock. And uh, he had put his phone number on the board for like two minutes. And he said, if you want to call me, here's my number. So I had copied down his phone number. So he calls me at like 10 o'clock. And I'm still going through my morning ritual. And I'm like, hold up, Dr. Whittington, why the world is he calling? We only have one day of class. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the world's going on? So he calls me and he was like, is this Willie Reed? I was like, yeah. He said, are you founding CEO of Reed's Lemonade? I was like, yeah. And then he said, well, man, that's awesome. And I was like, oh, thanks. And uh, he then says, you know, what's your, he bas- his, his conversation was, what's your biggest problem right now? And I said, well, there's a couple of things, you know, people want it shipped, but I can't, I don't know how to keep it cold. Then I have, you know, dispensing uh, accuracies that could be better and stuff like that. He's like, well, would you be interested in doing a project for your business? I was like, yeah. So we, he, he was able, I don't know how, but Mississippi State, uh, Mississippi State's engineering department was able to finance my group building an automated lemonade dispenser for our senior project. Nice. And yeah, and they paid for everything. And a, and a part of the project was us going down to Kill, Mississippi, is right next to uh, Picayune to visit uh, Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Uh, their most popular beer is like a Southern Pecan or something like that. But uh, really, that sounds really is, southern. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the point of the trip was for me to see how a full-scale bottling operation, you know, operated. So it wasn't so much to see the beer; it was more to it was more so to see how big you need a building and what type of machinery you need and labeling applications and flow rates and storage and stuff like that. Uh, that was the main point of the trip. And when I was talking to the owner who was also, you know, operating some of the equipment, he was like, well, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And in my mind, I'm like, no, I haven't done that. I haven't done that. I haven't done that. And then he's, you know, bombarding me with all of these things that quote unquote have to be done in order to have a legitimate business. And then I also go into the, the stage of, well, you know, I haven't done any of this, you know, do I really need to keep going? And he was like, his questions were, it, it, it makes you feel really bad when somebody's asking you questions that you should know the answer to, but you have no idea what the answer is. Mm-hmm. And there was like 
six or seven of those questions back to back. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And he was basically saying, well, if you don't know, why are you in business? And I, I couldn't say anything. So just like the rest of the trip, I was just thinking about, you know, what, what am I doing? And, uh, that was a moment where I really had to look into what I was doing and, you know, reassure myself that just because that was his journey doesn't automatically make it my journey. So he started this business when he was, he already had a good paying job. I think his degree was in electrical engineering. So he started his business when he was in his thirties or late twenties, way older than I am. So of course he has access to a lot more capital and resources than I would have access to. So I'm not able to do every legitimate thing as far as, you know, getting it registered, having the FDA come, getting, you know, copyright, all this. I can't do all of that. I'm just a college student, you know? So I reminded myself that, you know, everybody runs their race at their own pace and his pace was a little quicker than mine, but that doesn't say, you know, his race was any more important than mine. So after I realized that I can only do what I'm capable of doing, I felt a lot more, a lot more reassurance. You know, not comparing myself to anybody else is very important in this industry because if you always compare yourself, then you're either going to feel false, uh, a false sense of achievement, or you're always going to feel like you're supposed to be somewhere that you're not, that you're not currently. Right. But that was definitely an eye opener. And, you know, it, it, it did make me tougher because mm. you can't take everybody, you can't, you can't take every thing everybody says to heart. Some things you just got to, you know, brush off. Right. Is this a podcast or a masterclass? So, I'm learning right now. <laughs> this so, is good. so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. In this moment in your journey, how critical it is to surround yourself with people who can keep you focused on your journey. Oh man. Oh man. Oh my goodness gracious. Was that, that a good question? Extremely <laughs> fun. Yes, that's a good question. That's uh Ronnie, that ties into what we were talking about yesterday. Does he the have a middle name? Like, <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Hey, hey, Willie, permission, that's, that's permission to blast me. <laughs> Ronnie R as we call him, you know, in the family, RL. He tried to he tried to try for the group next, but they already had the group of RL selected. <laughs> That right. role was already taken. I could outsig that dude any day, though. I you probably can, <laughs> but you will never know. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, uh, I was I was talking to RL yesterday about a guy that I had met through uh, Instagram, and he has his own clothing line in New Orleans, and he's extremely plugged in and. I, without a doubt, can say he is one of the best uh, just people I have in my circle right now just because he has so much exposure to so many people. And to go back what you asked, to go back to what you asked, I feel like it's extremely important to have people that will not only support you, but also, you know, sharpen you where you might be a little bit dull. As mm -hmm. to say, you might think, you know, you might be talking 
And uh, I also have a friend called, uh, his, his name is Antonius. He always, he never tells me good job directly. He'll say, you know, that's a good idea, but, you know, you still have to do this, you still have to do that. If you only have people in your circle that only said, man, you're doing your stuff, man, keep on it, keep on it. You will always feel like, all right, you know, I'm here now. But mm. when you have people that continue to push you and, you know, go beyond what you've already done, that's where growth actually happens. And, you know, that's a little, you know, track background. Nice. If you always run the same distance, then you'll never get better at that distance. So if you're training for the 400, you don't just run 400 meters. You run 600, you run 500, you run 700, right. 800 mm-hmm. maybe. You always run uh, more than what you have to. That way you can get faster. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Willie, I'm, I'm going to ask you this, and this, this is this is something at the pulse of this podcast as we you know work to be better promoters of it. Uh, you you are unapologetic about your lemonade being the best ever, and I I would have to second second you on that because I mean your your lemonade is phenomenal. Um, but in terms of in terms of like promotion, what mm-hmm. be, besides it besides it being very good and it being like a passion project of sorts for you, what what else is it that makes you just want to push this thing forward and just be like you know kind of kind of I don't say expose but really market yourself aggressive as aggressively as you do I believe it all goes back to why I started it you know just to prove something basically to myself and when you're well at least for me when I was in college you basically are exposed to the things that you will be dealing with in real life. And for me, it was engineering. So we had classes that dealt with, you know, thermodynamics, uh, heat transfer, fluid flow, uh, energy systems, and all of these things. And they personally didn't come naturally to me. So I had friends that were just, you know, crazy about these ideas. But me, I always felt like, I was a lone sheep as far as interest. So these people would go home, they'll get on SolidWorks, they'll research different engineering principles that could be applied to everyday life. But me, I'll go home and watch cooking videos, you know. Uh, I didn't want to be a chef. (laughs) Yeah, but they just, the things that I entertain myself with and things they entertain themselves with was very different. So, you know, if all these engineers are searching engineering things, but I'm not, I'm almost asking myself, am I actually, you know, an engineer or am I just taking a class? So for a while there, I didn't felt like I, I didn't feel like I belonged because I didn't have the same interest as everybody. And I wasn't necessarily happy with the classes I took, but I couldn't change my major because I, I made it too far. So, you know, after graduating, me having a lemonade business, that was when I really felt like I was doing something that fit me rather than me doing something that fits somebody else. Mm. Uh, so I feel like that's a big part of why I pushed Eliminate so hard. Because for so long, I've been going through this you know, whole college process, and I'm like, I don't like this, don't like this, but I got to keep going because I don't really have a choice. Right. And we can, now, most of us can relate like, to that. Yeah. Most of us can relate yeah. to that, yeah. 
So now I love what I'm doing and it it's you know, it's natural for me to just just push it cuz you know, it's like my, it's literally like my baby. Nice. Okay. So so how can someone get access to Reed's Lemonade? Now that's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> So as of right now, <laughs> no, no. Well, well, hold on, Will. I got you, Walker. I got you because I felt convicted on the way over here, and I was like, of all the lemonade that I've gotten from him, I've never once considered my decorated co-host to try any of this lemonade. Okay. So, so this, I'm putting this on me. Okay. All right. I'm gonna get with I'm gonna get with Willie, and I'm gonna figure out how to get some lemonade to you. Okay, and, and Willie, I, I'm sorry, I hate to cut you off, but I, can I share this? <laughs> Speaking in terms of this, yeah. and then I promise I'll let you answer that. Okay, so, um, right. so uh, Willie's brother, my my other cousin, got married recently, right? So Willie was there with products. <laughs> with products. I'm talking about this dude was so prepared, but I was blown away. I see your ace hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like cooler after cooler after cooler. So um, after the wedding, you know, I corner this guy and I'm like, look, here's my credit card. <laughs> I need as much lemonade as I can stuff in this towel. <laughs> now go to work. <laughs> but no, I, I don't I don't know how many bottles I bought, but I bought a ton. But man, I, I bought it back here. And this is more conviction, Walker. I bought it back here and I was marketing the crap out of it on Instagram, not even on purpose, but like, that's how good this lemonade is. Like I was going crazy about it. So, um, I had some, uh, I guess you call them friends, colleagues or whatever, see my stuff on Instagram and they're like, I have to try this lemonade. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I was able to distribute a couple bottles and people went nuts over this stuff. I mean, I, to the tune of like me seeing them following Reads Lemonade on Instagram because they want to figure out how to get more. <laughs> so nice. These people, it, 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 uh, I, I remember uh, one of the ladies I work out with, she cornered me after one of our workouts and she was like, Look, I don't know how much money you need, but we will collectively, as a class, put as much money in as we need for you to just go to New Orleans, get a big cooler of lemonade, bring it back here, send the mail, let us fight over it. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. So at some point I'm gonna get with him and I'm gonna make that trip. If we meet halfway or whatever, I'm gonna make that trip and I'm coming back with tons of lemonade. So anyway, uh, I just had to plug that. But go no, ahead. that's a good story. But yeah, <laughs> so for for those who don't have a plug in Gatry, how can we get access to Reed's Lemonade? How can what what's what how's how does it work? All right. So uh, unfortunately, at this current moment, uh, it's only available in New Orleans. Okay. Uh, due to the fact that since I don't use any preservatives, it has to stay cold throughout its whole shelf life. Gotcha. Uh, so that's the main difficulty in shipping because with shipping, you have to include dry ice and uh, mm -hmm. other cool packs. So it's either you pay a whole lot for dry ice and the shipping is cheap or you pay for a whole lot. No, no. You pay for dry ice, which is expensive, no matter how you look at it. Mm -hmm. And once you get to that shipping cost, it doesn't even make sense anymore. Uh, gotcha. But, 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 I have found a way to ship it. I just need uh, other equipment that I don't currently have. So I would like to say by the end of the year, I would have it. Uh, but as of right now, it's just available in 
New Orleans where I am. Or if I do go any place, uh, you know, I'll bring you with me. Gotcha. But in addition, you know, to anybody that might be listening, if you visit readfreshing.com, you see R-E-E-D, freshing, readfreshing.com, that's my website, and you have the, uh, the uh, opportunity to sign up to the email subscription list. And usually if I make a, I make a trip out of town, I'll let everybody on the email list know where I'm going. So if you might be in that area, then you could go ahead and uh, submit an order. Not bad. Nice. Okay. So basically, we yeah. keep supporting you, so you can you can get the equipment you need to begin to to ship to people outside of New Orleans. Yep. Well, um. Yep. 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 Willie, I've got great news for you, Walker. You know I'm a metrics guy, right? <laughs> no, I never knew that. Even though I do a podcast with you and I hear about metrics all the time, I had no idea. Well, Walker, I went, I went and looked at our metrics across all of our streaming platforms. Okay, okay, and I was able to localize Louisiana, not necessarily New Orleans. But check this out, Walker. We have 35 unique listens from the South. Southeast Louisiana part of the state, right? Okay. So what's good about that is as they hopefully continue to check in because they I'm sure when they listened they became a fan and followed us, right? Um, <laughs> this could, you know, expand Reese Lemonade a little bit more, but you know, hey, I didn't realize we had mm-hmm. listeners in in, in uh, excuse me, in Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana, but hey, just saying, you know, they're listening now, who knows. So um but man, Willie, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this product expand because I'm telling you. Same here. Yeah, because I'm telling you, man, as you as you're able to distribute to a you know to uh, to a higher scale, I'm telling you, man, you are gonna blow the doors off this thing. I really mean that. And I, I know I I'm gonna have a it. have a monthly order, if not a weekly order. And I'm let me say this before we we'll let you go, Willie. I'm wanna shout out Gat for being a big supporter. Of you, um, a lot of oh, times yeah. it's difficult to get oh, family yeah. to get in behind family on certain stuff. Ugh. But uh, I, I really do think it's major that Gat is really like one of your biggest cheerleaders and supporters. So that 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 can't go without being you know said. So definitely, uh, I think it's dope that you're supporting your cousin and, and helping out like this. Well, uh, thanks, Walker. I appreciate that, Willie. We are we're gonna put all your your Instagram website all that stuff as we promote this. We'll have that all locked in. But just in case somebody's listening right now, you you want to let them know how they can uh, get in contact with you on social media. Oh yeah, my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook handle is Reed Lemonade R E E D S Lemonade. Uh, I do not have an apostrophe in any of the handles. Good. And uh, if you want to send a more direct message, then you can reach me on email, uh, readslemonade at gmail.com. Perfect. Man, Willie, listen, dude. Thank you for the time, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, we were <laughs> collectively inspired by your story. And uh, you being so so transparent about it, just I mean, it just set it off. So um, I just want to thank yeah. you one last time before we let you go. And who knows, man? I, I never close the door to guests. So uh, you know, if you if you want to come back in the future as Reeds expands, we'd love to have you back on sometime. Uh-huh. Most definitely, most definitely. And shout out to the uh, 
shout out to the number one wide receiver in the NFL who also who also copped some lemonade last week, Michael Thomas. I almost forgot. I told you I wasn't gonna forget either. <laughs> Nice. Dude, craziness! Yeah. But I was I was driving when he was telling me about this dude, and I was trying so hard to keep the vehicle in the lines as my son's puking in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mike Thomas, man, for supporting the brand. That is huge, man. I, I was blown away by that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Cool. Well, Willie, thanks again, man. Um, I guess we will holler at you in the future. Be blessed, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You too. Thanks for your time. No doubt. You know, for someone who's just got out of college, he is very, very mature. Uh, Much more mature than I ever could have imagined being at his age to even have that mentality. I would rival he's more mature than I am right now. Um, Listen, the way listening to him and not having context like that, I would have thought I was talking to someone uh, slightly older than us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so no, kudos to him, man, to, to be that young, to have that kind of vision, to pursue it. To have the mental toughness to, to push past criticism. Yeah. Shouts out to him. And yeah. I, as a matter of fact, he was one of our previous shout outs. I think you shouted yes, him out did. in previous uh, episodes. We so, sure did. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when you hearing his story, you was telling me about, I was like, this sounds familiar. But and, yeah. Yeah. And I failed to mention that to you. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, it's all good. And no. we bias here. I, I, put, I put it together. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> anyway, man, what's next? Walker, I've got an award winning segment. Well, we got to we got to look at it from the lens of this current season of the Casties. Well, well, um, it's 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 up for awards, it's up yeah. for returning. Yeah, it's you up know, for another back award. to back. Yeah. We don't want to dominate this award segment, but you know, if we're good, if you're good, you're good. Yeah. Um, but Walker, what it doesn't I have, matter who all is in competition. No, is there competition? No, because we made it up. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to be so authentic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's the alternative to not authentic? Any, any right. <laughs> Walker, what I have for you is the award-winning discuss or trash segments. The people love it. The people love it. They're here for it. They're here for it. So um, just, just in case we have any new listeners, this part of the show is where Walker and I will assess a series of topics, and we will be candid with each other, and we will offer it to the other and say, would you like to discuss or trash this? Um, a lot of these deal with pop culture, so uh, without anything, I think that's about it, right? Did I pretty miss any much. details? Okay, pretty gotcha. much. We, yeah, nothing, we got it. Yeah. We're not gonna give you all the secret sauce or anything, but <laughs> um, unfortunately, Walker, I hate to kick off discuss or trash with this, but our first topic up is um, the late Camille Cupcake McKinney. Uh, I won't even ask discuss or trash. Uh, so I'm just going to hand the microphone over to you, Walker. What What are your thoughts and feelings here? Mm, I mean, this didn't end the way we wanted it to. Nah. I mean, you know, I it, it was it was one of those things to where you hope for the worst, but I mean, you hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Right. And so to hear the news of what happened, um, I was deeply saddened, just like everyone. That's not a hot take. I think everyone shares the same sentiments. And there's a lot of just frustration over just how something can happen to an innocent person. I'm right. not sure if you felt the same way or, or how did you feel? Yeah, I mean, Walker, it was, it was unfortunate. And just like you, you have something tucked away in the 
the bowels of your mind saying this could end up, you know, in an unfortunate situation, but you don't believe it. You know, you still, at least for me, you got way more optimism than you do pessimism or whatever. Right. And, um, I I was shocked to get this, to get this news. And as a father, it it hit me a totally different way, you know, because, you know, I, I know she wasn't in an unfortunate situation allegedly, but, I, I don't think at the core of any parent you want to lose your child. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think in any situation. That right. that is that is a part of you, that is extension of who you are. That is the part of you that will live on uh, should live on way way past your time. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, here I am getting hit with this news. My wife actually informed me of it and I look at my sons and you know, I immediately thank the Lord for just how blessed I am. Right. You know, just because I I had one more day with these guys, mm-hmm. you know, and um, there are parents out there, regardless of the circumstances or situation, that are not going to have any more days with this young young girl, young, ad- adorable young girl. Oh my goodness! So oh it, my just, goodness. it just made me. It just put me in a in a presence of mind to be so thankful, even though it was such an unfortunate situation. And um, and I'm not going to lie to you, Walker. It, it took me into it took me back to helicopter dad because you, these emotions fill you up, and you want to do something, and you want to you know even more try your best to cover and protect your your children you know Mm -hmm. so um i don't i don't know man i I hate it for those uh connected to her i mean i feel like now we're all connected right but um one thing i will say that i am happy about from a community standpoint is um i feel like this is heightened awareness a little bit more in terms of like missing children and amber alerts and things of that nature because it just fell it from a birmingham local perspective it just fell right in our laps and so a lot of people were following the story hoping for the better and um unfortunately it ended the way it did but what you see manifest after this are um you know memorial funds and um you know just other other uh, causes being right. developed in the memory of this adorable young girl. So, right. Right. Um, there, there, there's something good in every bad situation. I think I think in this case, seeing the community impact that her passing has had is going to bring some positive, bring some good. So, yeah. and the moment I, you know, got news of it, man, my wife and I just begin to pray for the family, yeah. and I think that is what we all should be doing yeah. um even before the news broke you know still praying people were praying and and just lending their support what i want to encourage people to do um because you know social media is just this big dump of just information and unsolicited opinions right right i i, I we don't understand why these things happen we don't and i, I wish we stopped trying to rationalize and figure stuff out because we're we're just not going to be privy to know everything and the best that we can do is lend our support to this family while they're hurting and i don't what i don't like is that when we use these situations to promote whatever the agenda that we have and i i want people to know that i believe in the power of prayer Mm. And I've seen prayer work (laughs) and I've seen people pray in certain circumstances don't turn out or pan out the way we'd want them to. But that doesn't stop me from praying. Right. And I think that we need to understand that hurt people hurt people. Mm. 
I think that 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 statement should ring so profoundly because no one in their right, healthy, stable mind get would ever harm anyone, much less an innocent three year old girl. Right. Right. So for someone to do what those two people who have been charged, I won't name their names, who've been charged of capital murder. For them to do that consciously. Right. For you to do that. There has been some trauma in your life that you've experienced. No question. And we know energy is neither lost nor destroyed. It's transferred, right? Mm -hmm. So you're transferring trauma from yourself to another innocent human being. There's something wrong there. And I think as we begin to raise awareness for these situations, my prayer is that we begin to have a serious conversation about mental health in our own communities and how we are continuing to pass along trauma to one innocent victim to the next Mm -hmm. in our communities. Because if we can get to, and I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm just, I'm just talking. This is a podcast. Sure. But if we figure out how to deal with the issue of mental health and being able to identify the source of trauma in our communities and work through those there are probably a lot less Camille McKinney's out there. Right. There's there's more children because I mean we couldn't even we couldn't even properly mourn Camille the next day or so. It was a five year old girl missing in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She in that outcome didn't end up well. And there was a girl in South Carolina too. I mean, there was like, a girl nineteen years old Lord. Auburn student. Yeah. Missing yeah. like just in that. So it, it's it's one of those things to where that. We have to I look at it. I can't comprehend doing that to someone. Right. Right. I see a child. I mean, you know, I, you see someone lost. You're you're looking for. OK, where's the parents? Where, where's the parents? What's you know? Yeah. Let me take you someone that, that can help you. Da, 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 da. Right. You know, it's, the last thing you're thinking, the last about, thing is thing you're thinking about is harming them. What yeah. what what what's the incentive there? Right. Like what you know, what do you get from that? Unless. I'm dealing with trauma myself. Right. Then everything is just messed up with, you know, internally. So again, man, my, my prayer, my prayer is for our communities. My prayer is for the families that have lost loved ones for no reason at all. And, uh, I, I just, I just, I still believe in the power of prayer. And I, I believe that prayer does change things. And I believe that we need to rally behind these families instead of trying to point the finger at, <laughs> religion parents all this stuff like like, let's not do that that's not productive there are some things that we won't have the answers to until after the fact after if ever if ever yeah if ever yeah Yeah. so let's not do that right that's a way that's such an unproductive waste of time absolutely the family needs our love and support the community needs our love and support let's just do that let's do that i think that's that we can do right so that's all all right, Walker. Um, let's lighten this thing up a little bit, man. If Please. We can. My next topic, Walker. Um, Harvard has has been involved in a study where they were able to generate lab meat. <laughs> These researchers grew meat in a lab from cow and rabbit cells. I ask you, Walker, discuss or trash? Let's discuss this trash. <laughs> well played. 
<laughs> so Walker, I was disturbed by this. Why okay. were you disturbed? Um, because Walker, I see this as being the future from from a dietary nutritional standpoint. This this reeks of somewhat efficient America, right? Um, because I'm sure this could be done at a lower cost. You can control the output. The list goes on, right? Um, it, but it disturbs me, Walker, because part of my mind thinks if we're just finding out about it now, how much of this have y'all been putting in the wild already? Mm, good point. You know? Good point. And so, and so now when I'm in Costco and I'm looking to buy the meat, I'm thinking about hundreds of meat that's <laughs> stocked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which Harvard researcher had a hand in this? <laughs> And it freaks me out. What's the point? What's the point of what? What's the point? What's the point? Somebody, somebody's going to either save or make money on this. Okay. And, and in this article I read, Walker, they keep harping about how it looks so much like the real thing and it tastes so much like the real thing. But Walker, you know what? It ain't the real thing. <laughs> but the thing is, Walker. Are we running out of meat? <laughs> Well, that's a good question. Like, what, what's what's the point? Is is I guess is what I'm what I'm what I'm concerned about. I don't have that answer. Yeah, but Walker, you know, I was speaking to a colleague about this, and he hit me right in the chest, not physically, but with this with this next question, and it was, you think you think your Chick Fil A chicken really comes from real chicken? No. <laughs> In most cases, no. Does it, I'm not ready to Popeyes be real with this. is getting ready to release their chicken Except, again. Yeah. You think that's real chicken? Then what? What is it? Is it being? Is it in a lot? Am I? I ate Chick Fil A yesterday. Steroid induced chicken. You think that's real? You think that's? I ain't got the answer, Sway. Okay, I, I, I just I know I, I'm just telling you how disturbed I was from here from hearing him ask me this. Sure, sure. But my point is. You, there's always, I, I always question why the alternative, right? Why, why is there an alternative? If you're pushing, if you're pushing lab-produced meats on us, then what's wrong? When I say what's wrong with meat, I'm talking about meat that I grab from a Whole Foods, right. a Trader Joe's, or you know, even a Publix or whatever. Like, what's wrong with that meat that I go home? With? What, what's wrong with it? Right. What, what are you what, telling? What, what are you telling us? Because you know we're in this age, at least the past five or so odd years, where we're looking for the USDA organic stamp. Like, has this lost its luster? Has it lost its appeal? And even then, you got to be cautious with that. True. I mean, yeah. Don't freak me out right now, Walker. I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 to me, I look at it and it's laughable because I'm thinking to myself. What is it that you're not telling us? Right, right. Are we? Is there a meat shortage? Is the meat that we're getting not good? Right. What What assurances that I have that this? I mean, it's in a lab, like, or is it just science being science? Right. I mean, to me, I doubt it's that. But I doubt it's that yeah. because if that's the case, if that's the case, and this meat is as great as you're telling us, there's a lot of starving countries and nations out there that we could help. True. I, it's, it's well, a, good, that's a that's a good point, Walker. I didn't. I never thought of it from that perspective. Because my thing is, if this is just another marketing ploy for you to take advantage of capitalism in our society, then kick rocks. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, 
But if you're generating this for the purpose of 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 helping mankind and this is something that's good for us, which I question, being that it came out of a lab. That's the biggest question, yeah. Uh no, I'm not I'm 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 all good. I'm I'm cool on that. Mm. Well, Walker, I know you're a Whole Foods guy. Um when you go get that um those chicken thighs that you like to get on Thursdays. What thighs? Uh, I don't know. You just look like a chicken thigh kind of guy. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. <laughs> let me be random. <laughs> oh, I'd let you every week. <laughs> what you oh, got? Um yeah. Oh, so disturbing. Okay. So next topic up, Walker. We have Trick Daddy Dollars. <laughs> Trick love the kids. Um, <laughs> Trick Daddy Dollars. Isn't that what his name? I don't know. But that was Is bad it? for the. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, really. <laughs> Go ahead and lean in with the story. Go ahead and lean with that. It was. It was released earlier this week. I thought you did it on purpose. No, but. I really did. <laughs> um. It was released earlier this week that uh, Trick Daddy has returned to the courtroom and filed uh, Chapter 13 bankruptcy again. Um, Walker, I ask you, discuss or trash? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, all righty then. I mean, I just, I mean, for what? Right, right. Yeah, I just didn't know, you know, maybe there's a lesson to be learned here, but. He ain't learning it. Well. We we are. We Am are, I being judgmental? We, no, you you are, but I'm I'm here for it. But we're in a position of where we can provide influence to all of our listeners. <laughs> I think it's self-explanatory when a person files for bankruptcy. Okay, well, and I don't want to hear about how Trump files for bankruptcy and look at him now. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. That's BS. Okay, well, um, our final topic. Uh, Trick Daddy is as far away from white privilege as I am from Pluto. <laughs> you going? Wait, in on what this? is? Wait, wait, is Pluto even the thing? Finish him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Goodness, Walker. I'm just saying. I've just heard people. Excellent. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> What's next? Um. Goodness gracious, dude. All right, our our last topic, and being where we are on this particular topic, I just don't see us recording today and not talking about this. This is our resident topic, by the way. Yes, and this man creeps his way into every recording we have. And no, I'm not talking about Takashi Six Nine. You did it. You just did it. (laughs) What? You just did it. You just brought him back into the podcast. You blame me for it last week. This is a prime example. This is a prime example. I knew you were going there. I was going to say nothing. Continue. And no, we're not talking about Takashi Six Nine. We are talking about Kanye to the West. Walker, his al- his latest album entitled "Jesus Is King" dropped on Friday. Discuss or trash? Let's discuss. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with I'm going to drive this one, Walker. First question: Have you listened to this album? I have. Okay. Immediate thoughts. I would like to continue to listen to it. Um, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a, this is a light. This is light. Um, I want to continue because let's be clear. I was slow with yay. If you recall, I was slow with this. No, I was. I'm not. No, we're not doing. Don't, that. I don't appreciate that you were. 
But we're not talking about that. Go ahead, Walker. I was nope. slow, and I'm slow with this one. However, I did like what I liked what I heard. Okay. Yeah, I did like I like what I heard. Okay. Um, but I want to continue to listen to it just to you know what I mean. You haven't made it through the whole project yet, is what you're saying. I don't think I have. I think that okay. may be like I I didn't listen to one of the interludes or it was one Whatever track he calls them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't listen to those, and okay. I think that may be one track. I'm, but I've listened to a significant portion of it. Okay. Um. Yeah. And we're gonna go. We're gonna go source here. Kanye you, is funny. That's a funny. He, guy. He's hilarious. We're gonna go source here. Okay. Okay. You know, you remember the Source magazine back in the day. How many mics? How many mics do you give it, Walker? I can't, I'm not giving you that. I'm not doing <laughs> yes, that. I'm I've not doing that. I've been sitting on that question since Friday. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, I can give that to you later, but okay. but again, I, I, I need spirit. to sit. I need to sit with the sit with the project a little bit more. I can respect that, Walker. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. How many do you give it? How many do I? How many mics do I give? Because you already have your opinions locked of in. Of course. Why do you think I got this microphone here? Um, I give it three mics. Hmm, yeah. yeah, Walker, musically, I liked what I heard, okay? Um, we've been conditioned by Kanye's content to expect something slightly different with each pro- project that he puts out. And I feel like he took, he took a Pablo slash yay motive and put some divine words on top of it. But stayed creatively in that same space. I don't see any growth. I don't see any progression from Kanye, and it that that element of the project disturbs me, considering how long he spent from his last project dropping. So you would th- you would you would think some maturation, some growth would take place. And I'm talking just musically, Walker, just musically. In terms of production, I don't think he did anything that pushed the pushed the limits like he normally does. Um, now, in terms of content of music, you know me, Walker. I'm a beats first guy. Like, I listen to production first. I break it down. But I found myself on the second listen really getting into the content of this. And um, it's it's entertaining. It's some somewhat comical. Is it closed on Sundays? It's closed on Oh, my goodness. Hilarious. Yeah. But, Walker, in terms of content lyrically, there's nothing going on here I haven't heard before in terms of gospel music. Okay? So I'm going back to my first uh first opinion of Kanye, what have you what have you given me? What what have you given me that is new? That says Kanye went to the lab and he went and he I mean he haven't had Ty Dollar sign on here again, which I don't know if Kanye will ever drop another album without Ty. But um he's the feature G A W D, by the way. Um but yeah, so that's kind of where I am with it. Was I entertained by it? Absolutely. Were there some tracks on there? I was like, oh yeah. Did I like some of his sample chops? You better believe it. But in terms of assessing the whole project, three mics. Because of because he didn't take you to a new space. He didn't take me anywhere new. I think he took me somewhere new on Yay. I think he took me somewhere new on Pablo. Can I ask you a, qu- uh, a question? Absolutely. Is that fair considering all the places Kanye has taken us over his career? Yeah, it's fair. We've gotten accustomed to that. Like you, you have it. And again, we're going to stay with Chick Fil A here. You know, Chick Fil A musically. You're saying no. Just I'm, I'm using that. I'm using Chick Fil A no, no, as no, a no, business. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying no, before you get into the Chick Fil A concept or, or analogy, I'm saying. He hasn't taken you anywhere new musically. Correct. Listening to the music. Correct. Correct. Okay. So Chick-fil-A has a standard that they have set. 
Okay. The reason I go there every Saturday at the very least is because there's a part of that standard that I want, even with their uh, lab generated meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. You did not even, you gave me nothing there. So when I go to Chick-fil-A, I know exactly what I'm going to get. And that's why I keep going back with Kanye. What he's shown me over the years is I'm not going to do the same thing every time. I'm going to do something different every time. I'm going to do something musically that you've never heard before. I'm going to push that envelope. He did not do that here, in my opinion. Let me ask you this. And I'm talking just production here, Walker. Yeah, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm asking. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. Kanye can say whatever he wants. Kanye's a beat guy. He's a producer. All right. He's he, he's he raps, of course, I'm sure. But we don't we're not talking about Kanye now. If he hadn't shown his prowess and producing beforehand. Am I right or am I right? I mean, you're right on that. Thank you. So my my conception of Kanye includes his production value. That's why I'm quick to not let you down the project. Yay. So quickly. Because I think what he did production-wise needs to be considered. But I know you and I view music the same way. You're going more for content and lyrics than we I ever will. We don't view music the same way. What did I just say? You said we view music the same way. I know you and I don't view music the same way. You're, you're as heavy with the lyrics and the content as I am with the production value. So I don't know how fair this disagreement with us is. Yeah, I... I hear what you're saying from a production standpoint. I do. I'm just not sure if it's fair to to only look at that one side and say Kanye hasn't given us anything new. Because this is the first album that Kanye's done where he talks about God for every record, just about. And again, you're going back to lyrics and content. Right. I'm separating that. I'm saying I'm not sure if that's fair. Huh? I'm not sure if that's fair for me to separate the lyrics and break his whole project okay. based off of that one side. I see what you mean. Okay. I'm not sure if that's fair. Gotcha. It's a critique. I, sure. It's a critique and it may, it's even fair. I think that in and of itself is fair, but to judge the project based off of that, I'm not sure if that's fair. Okay. Because the album is different. It is different from anything he's done. And he has taken us somewhere different. Even if it is just on the lyrical side, he did take us somewhere different. He did. Okay. You don't you don't feel like it's it's really Jesus just on a different side of Jesus. Walk with me. You gotta let me finish the question. You don't think it's a Jesus vibe just in church? Cause you, you remember in Jesus, like, and I, I don't know the track titles because I, uh, anyway, but you know, like he was yelling a lot. A lot. And he was just talking candidly a lot. Yeah. He's doing that on Jesus is King. But his 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 words are of divine nature. Okay. Whereas Jesus, it was <laughs> help. I need I need mental help. Some Maybe. could some could say sacrilegious, but Maybe. But I just feel like I've been here before. It's just you may have. I, I feel like I've had the ice how cream. Much, how much? How much different topping on it? How much different was late registration from college dropout? It, it was a totally different project. Oh, it was different, but it it had it had some it had it, some. No, it was totally different. It wasn't totally different. When when Kanye West totally starts 
late registration with a guy by the name of Adam Levine that you didn't even know of at the time, you're thinking, what is he doing? I know you thought that because I did a lot of other heads around here did. Like, who, who is this guy? Why is he on this record? Do you, That's different. You're being goofy now. No, I'm being serious. I know who Adam I, Levine was at the time. You knew who Adam Levine was when late registration came out? Dude, Maroon 5 was like lit. I didn't time. know what Maroon 5 was when late <laughs> registration came out. Okay. I had no idea. Okay. You Who's the black one here? Get your hand on my face. <laughs> Dude, will we get cameras? <laughs> but, you know, it's like he's pushing the envelope. I mean, think about people that, you know, I'm not saying he gave birth to, but think about the Travis Scotts out there. When Travis Scott and Mike Dean started getting involved in these projects, the, the, the playing field shifted. It was different. Okay. Okay. Late well, registration caused caused dropout to, had two totally different vibes, in my opinion. So Ye was different from. So Ye was different. That was a different album. The Ye project. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. me. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying better. I'm saying different. Gotcha. Because as you've helped so me, so different. Realize, so different. Different. So really different is a major plus for you. Yeah. Even if you even right. if you well, you're okay. Me up. You're setting me up, aren't you? I don't know. Okay. Keep going. I'm just asking questions. So different so different is a big draw for you. Draw? Well, in terms of Kanye West, yes, because this is what he's conditioned me to. Because again, the frame of mind I was in between college dropout and re- late registration, I go and this is back when we we're still buying com- or not compact discs. Um yeah, compact discs, sorry. We're still, I remember going to Target and getting it, mm-hmm. throwing it in the car, and I'm like, okay, next track. I want the chopped up soul beats. I want the, ch- I want, well, yeah, you, you didn't get a lot of that. Thank you. Registration. Exactly. What was on College Dropout? Chopped up soul beats. And skits. And skits. The skits were incredible, right? So, again, it was a continuation of that. A different thing. I wanted to throw late registration out of the trash emotionally when I first had it because I was like, you don't have what, I, what, what you gave me over there. Sure. But it, but something brought me back to that album, and it was like, the fact oh, that it was good. Yeah, this guy is doing masterful work here. He's showing that he can exist in a space outside of chopped up soul beats. So diplomats, heat makers, y'all can do what y'all want to do over there. I am progressing. Okay. So you saw that project after project after project. I think that stalled a little bit with Jesus is King, in terms of production value. Okay. Okay. Can we also be fair and acknowledge that Kanye is a much more busier person in this day and age? No. I know you don't care about that. I don't. But you still, he still only has 24 hours in a day. He still sells sneakers. He still sells clothing. He's a father of about to be four, wife. So he has time to focus on all of those things. He has time to focus on all those things to be different and and blaze new trails musically when he's already done that and he's trying to do it in other areas and he's found god if you've already done it then decide that you're not going to do it anymore so so just quit music basically if you're not going to make anything different take the jay-z route everybody can't be jay-z true but but thinking about you and your in the way you drew that up i don't like how you even Compared him to an outlier in Jay-Z. Jay-Z is a tremendous outlier. But listen, Walker, if you decide you want to do fashion, if you decide you want to be political, if you decide you want to do all that, do that. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But if if you're going to come in this booth and produce some music, 
I need to be at that level that you had before. I, yeah, I miss the old Kanye. What level before are you talking about? Anything, everything before Jesus. <laughs> okay. Am I asking too much? I don't. I'm. I'm I've kind of losing your argument a little bit. Okay. I'm losing your argument. You took a nail, right? Huh? Struggle <laughs> with <laughs> You're losing. You're kind of. You're you're saying a lot of different things, Gab. Okay. Well, you're saying a lot of different. I'm, you want him to be Kanye, and we all are already agreed. Old Kanye is not coming back through that door anytime soon. True. So what are you? You're. So it seems well, like uh, you're okay with. Di- you seems like you settled on him being different, and he didn't even give you different. So you're just like you're just not happy. Well, I you're think, not as I think, happy. I think three mics is good. This is a project that I've listened to three times without skipping through. I can't say that for cheap three slash record. Three three mics for new Kanye is good. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't it's disagree average, with right? that. But but you're again you're arguing so you're arguing so many different things. Okay. You're clamoring for old Kanye. Walker, but let, anyway, let's get to the meat of this. Okay. Um, have you seen any of his interviews? I was watching one before you got here. Big boy. Yes. I was listening to some of it. I didn't get through a lot. I of got it. about twelve minutes in. I almost got about the same. Same. Okay. What did you take from what you heard so far? Um, not much of anything. And he was on Big Boy. Uh, Big Boy was it? Big Boy Neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yeah. Big Boy's Neighborhood. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it was an exclusive video only interview. I think it was almost kind of like what Charlemagne did when right. he did Yay last year. It was almost kind of one of six. He also did another interview as well. I, I don't know if I got enough from from that interview to f- really form an opinion. Um, I like how Big Boy started off though by taking him back to ten year ten year ago Kanye, playing a soundbite from him, you know, and having Kanye kind of deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know Walker. It it I re- I really I'm not I'm not one to judge anybody's faith or Christian walk or anything like that. But I feel like there is or there are some genuine attributes to where Kanye is right now. Um, even though I believe that the mass majority of people think not majority, but I, I do think there's a faction of people who think this, this is staged. This is a prearranged. There's no real basis to this. Um, I struggle with that Walker because again, like we said numerous times on the podcast, I don't put too much energy into that. I'm here for your, that that's kind of like how I've compartmentalized you. I want you, I want your music. What you do outside of your music. I'm sure I can form an opinion on But that's not what I'm here for Okay Give me unique beats Give me give me great production Give me Push the envelope with me Okay What you do outside of that Is what you do Okay Listening to Kanye Kanye said something That kind of Stuck out to me In the interview And he got to a place To where He Every time Like when he said George Bush doesn't care About black people Yes and he was like, now I'm a coon because I have on a MAGA hat. Um, it's like every time he does something, like someone doesn't like it or right. someone gets ticked off. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to speak. I guess he was, and not so much for himself, but I think he's doing it for God now. Because mm. um, I don't even think he said himself. But he he's speaking in terms for God. And so I'm like, that's cool. But... I mean, is is my question is is, is God supporting Trump? 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's yeah. sa- that that sounds good when you talk about about God. That's fine, but you you almost have to kind of clarify when you're speaking what 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 are you speaking for? Sure, right? Right. Because we get on these microphones and we talk about how we feel about certain topics, right? Right. And then we turn the mics off when we go home. Our speech is a little different. True. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're we're just two we two homeboys talking, right? Right. I talk to my wife. I mean, that's my that's my best friend, but our conversation is different. Uh, so when you get in different, you get in different. I mean, even with Sunday service, depending on where Sunday service was, it was different. Yeah, you're right about that. It was different at Howard so, than Howard was in Salt Lake City. And I always felt like Kanye's always spoken his mind. Yeah. I don't think that has changed. And I'm wondering if you're speaking your mind because you remember last year he talked a lot about being a a free thinker. Mm. I think that was kind of the buzzword last year. The people who had unpopular opinions wanted to phrase it as right or frame it as as oh I'm a free, I'm just a free thinker, <laughs> right? Right. So I get that if you don't if you don't if you feel like just because I'm black or whatever I have to vote for a certain party. I'm with you on that. Okay. But you've always have said your mind. That's one of the reasons why people have fallen in love with you, Kanye. And I'm 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 with you in that you don't have to worry about what because no matter what you say, someone is going to disagree with it. Someone's going to hate it, right? Okay. Especially in this day and age where everyone can make their thoughts known, right? Right. Right. You're not getting away from that. So I'm glad that you're speaking in terms from God. But uh, you know, I I just find it interesting that he said that because I'm like, okay, at what point are you speaking? Are you speaking? Does that go? What does that apply to? When you put on the MAGA hat, are you speaking for God? Then, um, uh, what do you speak? You know what I'm saying? I just, I just don't know. Okay, I just don't know. Just something that I found to be interesting when I was listening to him talking to Big Boy. Okay, that's all. Well, I'm definitely gonna finish the interview. Yeah. Um, but again, with me, it's just not gonna. It's not going to do much for me. I have to listen to the album some more. I liked what I did here, though. Okay. It, it wasn't one of them albums where I was like, I need to listen to it again to really see if I don't like it. It wasn't like that. Can can I can I give one more thing about this? And I know we're spending longer longer here than we normally do. That's fine. Um, I mean, he's been a large topic of conversation. Sure. Have you assessed the impact that this album has had on white America? No. Okay. So, um... Looking at my Instagram, right, I'm seeing a lot of Caucasian interaction um, about this project. And a lot of the music, as you and I know, we've heard because we grew up, I mean, culturally, we grew up hearing these gospel records since we were young, right? Mm -hmm. But to a, (laughs) a sizable faction of white people, this is new, this is new music to them. And I give you one example I'll give you is God is we know, you know, I don't know who originated that, but that's a song that I, I know I've heard since I was single digits in age. So Kanye did his rendition of that. And um, I think it resonated with that particular audience. And um, he got a lot of credit for being so original <laughs> with that track in particular. And I'm just like, really? <laughs> He took he took gospel songs that have been here, put his little spin on it, and made it a record. <laughs> and y'all yeah. are losing your minds, you know? They're just late to the party? Yeah, maybe. But it's just like, 
Has Kanye? I thought that was worth noting. Has Kanye found a new audience? Of course he has. But you know, I'd argue. I think. I think even part of the rollout. Huh? Is it part of the rollout? Potentially. Okay. Good. Good question there. Um, I would argue. I would argue to say even in old Kanye days, he had way more Caucasian support than he had African American support. In old Kanye days, absolutely. When? Well, I mean, and I, I come. I come at this with generic metrics of hip hop consumption. All right, so we know. Oh, okay. I see we are right. This. So, okay, you can take that and you could really not reach, but you could really form an opinion and saying, "Well, he probably had more white fans anyway." You say that about every rapper, though. I'm just saying. You say that about most rappers. Though. Okay. I just the the appeal that that some of these songs on this project have been getting from Caucasian America, I think, is just like mind blowing. But I just thought that was worthy of putting on the table. So, so because he put on a MAGA hat, he's now relatable. Um, I I don't Musically? know. I don't I don't know. Because <laughs> Kanye has been around for a minute. True, true. But I don't I don't I don't I don't know if I'm the one to answer that question. I don't know. I would I would argue that a lot a lot of this so these content this so content get. I've been seeing so I'm sure people haven't he some some of these people haven't heard of the Yay project and there's a lot of white people who don't like Trump. Let's be clear on that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying though, you do do you win yourself some white friends when you say, "Hey, I'm a, I love I love Trump." You do. You end up with more white friends in this regard, yes. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, there could be something there. I don't have the numbers <laughs> or the answers. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Shall we move on? We shall. I got a tailgate to get back to. <laughs> classic calls. Happy classic. Um, all right. So we are going to wrap up this uh, this episode like we normally do with our shout outs and players of the week. Shout outs and, and simply put, excuse me. Um, shout outs. We're shouting out dope people who do dope things and um, we want to create a new new wave there of not always talking about bad things but shining a light on people doing good stuff and then player of the week we um, do kind of the opposite and we just kind of laugh and question some of the antics put on by some people so with that said Walker uh, we always start off with the shout outs right it's shout outs, yes. Okay. And we close oh, out I with player with this. I don't know why you do. It's um, like a mental block there for me. I mean I even have it in my notes arranged the right way and I still struggle with it. I'm looking at it right now. You don't now. even read it. <laughs> How do you read? <laughs> we'll get to that after the podcast. <laughs> um But no, we we player of the week, we just take out the time to acknowledge people who have played themselves within the past week or so. And so uh with that. Shall sure. we start? Would yeah. you like to go first or would you yeah. like me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, my uh, shout out goes to Andrew Wiggins. And okay. with it being, you know, with us being at the cusp of the NBA season, one of your favorite seasons, Walker, um, I thought when I came across this, I thought it was worthy of shouting out. Andrew Wiggins wears number 22, right? Mm-hmm. What Andrew Wiggins has proposed to do is he says, I'm going to donate for every point I score this season to a charity. Of every 20, wait, how much? 220 bucks. For every point? For every point. So if he hits a jumper. 220, go. Okay. So every time he scores. Yeah. 
Okay. You said point. What? So, I mean, you hit a jumper, that's two points. Yeah. So, so it's 440. So that's what I'm saying. So he hits a jumper, that's $440. Yeah. He hits a three. $660. Okay. Did he, did he get a max deal or something that I don't know about? I don't know. It sounds like a lot of money, but still. It is a lot of money. The hey. dude was averaging like. Okay. I'm sure. When to it, what charity? When it, uh, this it, I didn't get the details of the charity, but it does affect. It does, excuse me. It does impact uh, lower income children from his residing neighborhood of Canada, wherever he's from. So yeah. Now, if he goes on to average like two and like two this year, he's getting Player of the Week. Hey, well, <laughs> commend the effort, Walker. That was a joke, Gatry. Hey. Hit the drums because clearly that went over your head. But no, that that's highly commendable. Thank you. That's highly commendable. That's that's pretty serious. Thank you. He, I mean, he's not an all star. He's not considered elite. He's but not he, hanging thirty every night, but still, he gets buckets over eighty two. He gets games. buckets. Right. He gets hey. buckets. So that's a lot of money being donated. Just saying, it's impressive. Shout out. I think it's worth him. a shout out. So yeah. I'm pretty sure he looked at the analytics too and was like, "Sure." I'm like, "Oh, that's how much that's that'll be only, at the end of the year, right?" And we haven't even worked in his endorsements. Cut the check. Why do we care about these details? He is ta- he's doing something that I'm not doing for every point I score. Technically, you kind of are because you're not getting any buckets, <laughs> so you're not giving anything. So you're keeping the same energy, just okay. you know. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> But I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, and, and I'll say this to all the listeners. Any points I score in the NBA game, I'm donating $220 as well. I'm going to match Andrew Wiggins' donation. Me too. <laughs> Me too. When's your next game? Next? Stay tuned. <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played. Anyway, um, my shout out goes to Issa Ray. Oh, okay. You know Issa Ray. Friend of the podcast, longtime listener. Shouts out to you for both of those things, right? So you know her from her hit HBO series Insecure. Uh, she's done many, like she's done movies. She's she's done a lot of dope projects. She is now uh, getting into her what I call her mogul bag, and she's trying to tackle on the music industry. So she has started a record label. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find the name of it, but basically, it's a deal through Atlantic Records. Um, it's called Radio, R A E D I O. Oh, okay. And already has an artist signed who I've never heard of. It's called T Mar T E A M A R R R. And so, I think it's dope that for someone who has nailed it in the film area uh, film industry was it be whether it's through tv projects or films she's now dipping her toe into the music industry mm. and because of how successful she's been and how incredible her story is one can imagine she's going to have success there as well so Absolutely. want to shout outs to her black woman for doing her thing already doing her thing but expanding her repertoire as you will so shout out to her <sighs> all right walker let me go first. Say, be, why do you do this? Let me go first. What? Is this fun? Is this a funny one or a serious it's one? It's funny. 
Can we end on a lighthearted note? I've only been waiting since Tuesday to share this with you. Oh, is that how long? That's okay. You can wait a little bit longer. Oh, you thought I was going to change my mind? Yeah. No. Um, I want to go first. My player of the week goes out to Daniel Pantaleo, as well as the NYPD department, police department. Okay. Oh, we've talked about him before, right? Mm-hmm. He's back? Oh, yeah. Do tell. So the reason why he's back is because he is now suing to get his old job back. <laughs> I'll take your time, guys. Go ahead and laugh at it. Sounds sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Right? Okay. Okay. So the lawsuit uh, was filed by his lawyer, Stuart London, in Manhattan Civil Court on this past when we're, we're recording on a Sunday, guys. So this last week, on Wednesday of last week, uh, the lawsuit was filed. And the argument is that the former officer's fire, firing was arbitrary meaning just random and capricious i know i had that same look when i read that right right so i went ahead and looked up the word right okay and it's basically a chain a sudden change in mood or behavior (laughs) in other words their firing of him was incredibly random okay so um Here's why, here's why, and you may disagree with me here. Here's why the NYPD is part of my player of the week. Is because this reeks of entitlement with Daniel. Oh. This reeks of entitlement. Okay. Right? So you can't put two and two together. And n- keep in mind now, keep in mind, you want your job back not because you killed a man. <laughs> right. You want your job back because your firing was random, right? In other words, you're accusing the NYPD department of standing with you and all of a sudden changing their mind and firing you. Let's forget about what it's over, right? Right. Forget about that. I'm mad because you appeared to have my back and now you just fired me, right? right. And that's not justified. So we talked about this last week uh, with the situation that happened in Fort Worth, right? Yes. Yeah. And I talked about the frustration that we have with police departments when they have everything they need to deal with a certain individual when they have done something wrong. Right. When they have not done their job or have done their job poorly, they take little time with all the evidence in place and they add, do not act in a timely manner to deal with the person, right? Okay, right. The person, the cop who shot, uh, what's her face, a Tatiana Jefferson? Yeah. He was able to resign. Yeah. And then yeah. they came back and told us, we were, had every intentions of firing him. Well, when were you going to do it? Uh, once, the, once everything played itself out. And so when you go this long to fire a person, that person actually believes that they didn't do anything wrong. Right. Right? True. And based on his logic, I could see why he would feel entitled. Okay. Right? Because you've taken so long. This man has been getting paycheck after paycheck after paycheck after paycheck after paycheck. Eric Garner's in the gr- He's decomposing. He's right. decomposed 
for months and years and now you finally decide to fire this guy you finally decided to do the right thing and he's like oh why you changed your mind that's why when these things are so straightforward why are we wasting our time what is there to investigate right this is why people feel entitled that they should have their job because all this time they thought it was all good you left you gave them the impression that hey you're you're blue forever <laughs> so what you killed a, a man who was telling you you was choking him right who cares about that you're blue forever right right so my that that's why i'm i'm looping nypd in for this because my thing is is that that guy felt entitled he felt like that's his job you took his job away when really, and in, in, when the fact of the matter is, he should have not only have lost his job, he shouldn't even be a free man today. True. That's your fault. That's your fault you're giving this lawsuit. Now, will he get anything? Probably not. Will he get thrown out? Maybe. You think? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But you're getting sued because he never for once thought he was in trouble. Mm. He that's, always that's thought it was all good. That's the problem right, right there. He felt like he's he was good the whole time. And he was until you changed your mind. Right. Imagine that. So I hope he doesn't get his job back. Well, yeah. And I but I hope he makes you sweat NYPD. <laughs> anyway. You're up. Interesting. Well, Walker, mine's a lot lighter, but it does deal with <laughs> law enforcement. Walker, have you heard of a guy named Valerie Portluck? What's that again? Valerie, V-A-L-I-E-R-Y. I'm probably pronounced that wrong. Portluck. Portluck. I have not. All right. Or Portlock, I should say. So this actually happened in August, but it broke news here recently in the past week or so. Um, I'm going to draw this out. I'm going to draw this out because I've been wanting to share this. We're in the spirit of Halloween season, right? <laughs> right, okay. Walker? Sure. So, um, you know, people go people go a, lot, a little extra on what they want to dress up as, right? Well, Mr. Portluck said, um, even though this was August, I'm just keeping the spirit of Halloween here. Um, he decided he was going to dress up as a police officer and impersonate a police officer to the point of uh, outfitting his Nissan Sentra with blue police lights okay innocent enough so far right good thinking yeah so you know port looks out there doing this thing you know pulling people over you know fake cop whatever so um in his journey he happens to light up or pull over this van that he thought was going to be his next target of harassment well walker guess who was in this van cops <laughs> chock full of detectives <laughs> You idiots! <laughs> so that's that, what you get. Yeah, so that, that is what you get. Naturally, Port Luck runs, right? And <laughs> <laughs> he runs, and it, uh, according to the article, it was it, they, he was apprehended within minutes. Um, he didn't get too far off, but uh, <laughs> when when brought back to the precinct for questioning, he goes on record by saying. It was always a dream of mine to be a police officer. 
for Halloween. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It, it took place in August, but you know, considering we're on the heels of Halloween, I figured it would it would kind of weave in. So, um, if you're looking for Port Luck, uh, he will be in federal prison for the next three years. So, yeah, hope it was worth it. It wasn't. No, it was not. Yeah, he played himself. All right. Um, what else you got, guy? That's all I got, Walker. Good seeing mm. you, man. Likewise. Um, you want to tell people where you're headed after this? Um, I actually gone home. Oh, I thought no. you were headed to another classic festivity. No, okay. no, it's all it's all winding down now. Gotcha. Um, what I before we get out of here, I do because I've been meaning to do this for the past week or two, but I wanted to send. Of course, we did an RIP to Cupcake. Uh, Camille Cupcake McKinney and um, I do want to send an RIP um, rest in power to Elijah Cummings oh yes how do we and Diane Carroll mm-hmm. you know Diane Carroll Diane Carroll one of the first black women in Hollywood to star in like film and Played Whitley's mother on Different World. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that, too. I didn't realize that was her name. Okay. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. she did pass recently. That's right. So definitely want to uh, send our thoughts and prayers with their families. Sure. Um, that's all I had. Nice touch, Walker. All righty. Um, well, if that's all you got, and that's all I have, then we want to thank everyone for listening to a great episode. Shout out again to our... Friend of the show now, official friend of the show, Mr. Reed of Reed's Lemonade, uh, doing big things down in Louisiana, New Orleans. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Have a great, prosperous week. This is the Tipping Point Podcast.